When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Welcome to another episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. I am Nick Jeltness, editor-in-chief of Just Blog Baby, taking over uh, hosting responsibilities for the week with uh, with Dylan out. Um, we are joined this week, as always, by Ryan Lopes, our resident Twitter guru, and we're bringing back a special guest, a repeat guest of the podcast, uh, Mr. Eddie Borsilli from SiriusXM. How are you fellas doing today? I'm great, man. It's good to be back. I uh, appreciate you guys having me back on. Draft's finally here, so it's an exciting time. I'm doing good, man. I'm, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think we're gonna be in for for a real treat at least, at least on day one and maybe even day two. You know what I mean? I think it's gonna be a lot of a uh, lot of crazy, a lot of crazy, crazy picks and, and a lot of unknowns right now. So exciting time. Yeah, draft is is uh, anything but predictable, so I'm sure it's going to be a, a wild weekend once it's all said and done. So with that being said, we've we've got a lot to get to, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, before we get to some of the draft stuff, though, let's start with the schedule. Um, that was newly released, so the first question will go to uh, to our special guest here, Mr. Borsilli. Uh, Eddie, do you have some initial thoughts on, on the schedule? What do you think overall? Yeah, I think uh, I'm excited about how many primetime games they got. Um, you know, as you guys know and everybody listening knows, there's been some lean years where this team has not been on any prime time besides the Thursday night package. So to have, you know, games on Monday night and Sunday night, especially late in the season, you know, obviously you're going to look at that Cowboy game, uh, December 17th, Sunday night football, as, you know, a game that everyone's going to look forward to the whole season. So I think, mm-hmm. I mean, just right off the bat, uh, I don't like the fact that they open up in Tennessee. I feel like we play in Tennessee every single year. Um, but other than that, I'm just pumped about how many primetime games. And I'm really curious as to why they put the Mexico City game as a Sunday 4 o'clock. Um, I'm interested to see how that plays out, but you know, I'm just pumped to see the Raiders back in primetime. There's one person I could say confidently that is excited about the Week 1 game in Tennessee, and that's uh, that's our boy David Amerson. Cause, <laughs> cause, cause, uh, Get I that mean, money Week 1, yeah, man. My man balls out against Tennessee. He's going to have a strong <laughs> game. Everyone's going to say he's back, and then we'll see how that goes. Uh, Ryan, which, which game are you most excited for? Is it the Pats game or, or the Cowboys game, if you had to, to pick one as your must-watch? I mean, if if you had to pick one, I guess I guess you wanna you wanna always compare yourself against the best. So I mean, I think by by default you gotta you gotta you gotta get up for for any any time you know you're playing a team like New England this 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 New England team. Obviously, right now too, man, Brandon Cooks, the things they're doing out of, out of the backfield, man. I mean, completely loading up. Um, so that's that's gonna be a a really good test. I'm strongly considering that Mexico City trip because that Pats game, fun fact, actually on my birthday on a Sunday Look this year. So nice, I don't know, I might nice. have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, have the, so, uh, I have at Kansas City on my birthday. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Go. Happen, well, but. Hopefully, I don't know if that one's <laughs> going to end well for you. Hopefully. No, no. no. Uh, <laughs> uh, so most of the early predictions seem to have the Raiders at, at 10-6 and 6 or 11-5, something in that range. So, I mean, it's obviously – early to say with uh, with too much confidence but Eddie does that sound kind of reasonable to you as of right now 
Yeah, I just think, I, I mean, look, we're going to go into, the team's going to go into the season with really high expectations. Nobody expected 12 wins last year. Um, you know, and everybody talks about the strength of schedule, how hard the schedule looks on paper, but you never know year to year what team's up, what team's down, injuries and all that. So, I mean, I think a fair, you know, you want, I think a, a 10 and 6 number is kind of lowballing a little bit. I think, you know, you expect to go into the year a team that's going to be 11 and 5 with a loss here and there that you don't expect. And a good year, you could do 12 and 4, possibly 13 and 3. I mean, look, guys, I mean, 12 and 4 last year, like I said. You know, how could you expect anything less than them to take another step with the pieces they've added, especially mm-hmm. now that we have the draft coming up? Ryan, what do you think about that um, in terms of the schedule? Seeing as the Raiders were 12-4 and four last year, obviously a fantastic record. I mean, if, if they go 11-5 and five or 10-6, and six, you know, by record, that's a little bit of a, of a regression. How do you think the fan base is going to handle that? Do you think that, you know, is not necessarily a bad thing if they have an extra loss than they, than they had last year? Yeah, I mean, I think this this fan base is, you know, got got we we as a team got really close last year so we've kind of seen you know kind of kind of the window opening up um so you know get getting a taste of that of that 12 win season i think this fan base is going to lose this mind man even if we hit you know 11 wins or something like that so um obviously the bar's been set really high um to, to eddie's point i'm just going to add obviously this team's going to go as far as number four takes them so Derek's healthy i think you know enters the season healthy stays healthy i think you can comfortably set the bar at 10 wins uh, assuming Derek continues to ascend and again stays healthy Gave him some weapons this offseason, got the draft coming up. So I think I think 10, 10 wins is probably a pretty safe floor. Um, things clicking, you know, things things are clicking. Reggie hits on another one or two, three, three draft picks. You could probably see, you know, 12 wins again, 13 wins. So, All right, all right. So one last topic before we get to the draft. We, we got to talk about Marshawn, of course. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the recent reports, just to get kind of everyone up to speed, make sure we're on the same page, the recent reports say that Marshawn – he wants half of what he uh, would have had, which was a $9 million salary. So $4.5 million is what he's looking for. Uh, McKenzie is willing to pay him a third of that. Uh, so a third of $9 million is $3 million. So that makes the two checks, sides about yeah. a, a million and a half apart. You know, I'm not a math major, but I think that <laughs> adds up. So, uh, Eddie, do you think draft day is the deadline for Marshawn? And do you think that this deal gets done? See, I don't think it's the deadline, guys. Uh, well, let me, let me take the first part. Uh, the second part first, I think this deal ultimately does get done. It's just my view is, you know, Marshawn is the total enigma. You don't never know what this guy's going to do on, on a daily basis. And I don't think he knows what he's going to do on a daily basis. <laughs> um, I just think, you know, that someone had said it and I, I'll, I'll steal the term from him. It's kind of sticker shock for Marshawn a little bit. You know, he left the game kind of, I know he had injuries and stuff like that, but he left the game as one of the premier backs in, in, in football. And now he's coming back a year later and a team's like, hey, you know, we're not going to pay you what you think you're going to pay. We're going to pay you this. So I think, you know, the Adrian Peterson deal helps. You know, he sees what AP got. Maybe he's more likely to say, all right, I'll come back for that. But I think I think initially it was kind of sticker shock for Marshawn saying, hey, I, I, I went out making nine. How come when I come back I'm making three? You know, I'm, I'm sure there's a little bit of pride uh, that goes into that. Um, so I think it ultimately will get done. Um, I don't know if the draft is the, is the hard deadline. I mean, if they take a running back in the fourth or fifth round, does that really mean that they're not going to you know, sign Marshawn for a year? I mean, I don't think that's going to deter anything unless they go a running back in round one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think the draft is the, is the drop-dead deadline um, until they line up on Sunday in the first week. Marshawn might be there, but I, I do ultimately think it's going to happen. 
Yeah, I do. I do agree with your point about the Adrian Peterson deal. That's something I wanted to touch on. Um, I do think that that contract probably sets the market specifically for Marshawn. I mean, both guys are what 31, 32 years old. They are both coming off of injuries in the last season that they played and, and, and a little bit of declining production. So, you know, very largely similar. Um, so hopefully, you know, Marshawn can look at that three or three and a half million AP, you know, received and, and be okay with that and they can get this thing wrapped up uh but ryan i just, I, oh, I just don't think yeah i'm sorry man i just, I just don't think you yeah i just don't think you ever really know like even his agent came out doug henderson and tweeted that you know only marshawn knows what marshawn wants so i mean he might want to come back and play but he might tomorrow wake up and be like you know what i don't i don't want to play for three million i'm done is that a concern for you? Because I have some people seen some people mention that you know if he is only you know halfway invested, you know is is that really a player that you want to sign if he's not going to be a hundred percent? You know if he's on the fence about it, is that I something that if, concerns I, you? No, I don't think so. I think if he's back, he's back. I think if he really wasn't invested, I don't think he'd even think about coming back. I mean, because obviously he's not doing it for the money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he probably wants to just play for his hometown team or maybe misses the game a little bit. So I think if he's back, he's back. But, you know, I just don't think, you know, this would be a nice addition. It would be a good story. I just don't think this is a make or break. You know, I think it would be disappointing for not to happen. I just don't think it's a make or break for this team at this point. It's not like not signing Marshawn Lynch is going to set this team back a decade. Agreed. I mean, this guy is, yeah. you know, he'll bring a toughness. He'll bring an attitude that they lack. But I just don't think this is like, – he's not the missing piece, as mm-hmm. I, I, I should say. Okay. Okay. So Ryan, so Eddie, Eddie said that he doesn't feel that the, the draft is the deadline for Marshawn. So let's say he's not on board heading into, into Saturday morning, the day three of the draft, the first three rounds are in the books and the Raiders have not drafted a back yet. Would they have to take a back on, on day three, just no, not knowing what Marshawn's status is going to be? Or do you think maybe they could just wait it out and, and hope they can still get a deal done after the draft? Or do you think what Eddie said, I think he had mentioned that take a back still, you know, regardless of what's going to happen with Marshawn, it, it's not going to deter you from whether or not, you know, you sign him. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much the boat that I sit in, uh, regardless of what happens with Marshawn. Um, I me personally, I, I really like, you know, kind of the rounds three to five kind of range. I think there's going to be, you know, four or five different backs there that are going to present some some really good, you know, value and, and kind of fit fit that fit what what McKenzie and, and the Raiders want to do as far as, you know, pound pounding the rock and, and, and being physical. So I think regardless of where of where of where Marshawn, you know, stands, if he's signed, if he's not, um, I think Oakland should definitely pursue and, 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 and hopefully pull, you know, the trigger on it back in, in round four, round five, wherever the case may be. Um I again I think that's sh- I, I think the on on the kind of the flip side of that, McKenzie, in my opinion, isn't the type of GM that's gonna, you know, press the panic button or, or force himself to, okay, now, now I don't have Marshawn, so now I have to have to have him back. I think he's going to let the board come to him. And again, I think it's a good draft to to, to kind of let that happen as far as far as the, the running back position is is concerned. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to you actually on this one. Um, we, we all know that you've got Christian McCaffrey as, as the lock screen on your phone. But he doesn't figure to be available at 24. I mean, he might not even be available outside of the top 10 based on kind of the latest buzz. So outside of outside of the, <laughs> the, the young, handsome prince, yes, um, as, as you call him, let's talk about some of those those round three, four, five guys you just kind of hinted yeah. at. Who, who I mean, I think, I, th- I think one of my uh, – at, at the combine, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't test – well at all but I'm, I'm still a really big jamal williams fan um I, he's he's kind of he's kind of the 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 quote-unquote big back that i would 
that I would target. Um, I know a majority of Raiders Twitter and, and draft Twitter in general is really big on uh, on Foreman out of uh, out of Texas. He might end up going a little bit earlier, um, maybe end of round two, early round three. So maybe maybe not not an option in that round three three to four range for Oakland. But if he's there, I think he's going to be uh, someone that you know McKenzie's probably going to going to going to end up looking at um my my personal favorite um is probably Aaron Jones out of uh, out of out of UTEP um he's probably going to be going you know I'm thinking round five anywhere between rounds five and six something like that um tested really really well um really good hands uh, just kind of the total package as far as, as as far as a running back is concerned I think the biggest knock on him is the fact that he played at Texas El Paso so um out of, out of those three names right there I think I think Oakland's definitely going to have a, a, a chance at some point Eddie, how about you? What what running backs have have caught your eye so far, regardless of round, maybe mid, late, I mean, wherever? Yeah, I saw Kareem Hunt, uh, obviously, down at the senior ball. I was really impressed with him. Um, he's mm-hmm. a smaller guy. Uh, you know, not, not really small, but 5'10 and a half, but um, he runs really low. He's got, he gets his pads low. I like him a lot. Um, I, I, thought, I thought Ryan was going to mention James Conner uh, from Pitt as one of those bigger backs. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of reminds me of Latavius a little bit, uh, body-wise. He's a little bit taller. Um, doesn't really use his pads well, but he's that big bruiser running back that you like. Um, and I, I kind of dig Corey Clement out of out of Wisconsin too. I know he's kind of slid down the draft boards a little bit, um, but I, I like his production. And, and you know, those are some of the guys I like. But see, I, I just I keep coming back to the fact, you know, and everybody keeps mentioning running back as a need. And yeah, we'll, we'll pick one later rounds. I just if they don't come out of this draft without a you know if they come out of the draft without a running back, I'm really not going to cry. I mean, I just think mm-hmm. this. You know, this team with Rashard and Washington and Reddy's ability to find, you know, guys late, maybe an undrafted guy or, or a free agent veteran off the block, whether it's Marshawn or somebody else. I really don't think, unless they wow the world and go mix in at 24, which I highly doubt, I just yep. don't think running back is really, and I know Ryan disagrees with me on this, I just <laughs> don't think I don't think running back is a real, real need for this team. I think with more carries, Rashard and Washington are going to get better. They both had over 500 yards last year. They can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, I just don't – I don't know if you guys agree with me. I just don't think this team is looking – you know, I keep seeing Dal- – I tweeted this out a little while ago. I mean, Dalvin Cook makes absolutely no sense for this football team when you have guys like Rashard and Washington team. I don't know if you guys agree. To me, it just doesn't make sense. I'm with you actually on that. On that, I don't feel like running back is is that great of a need, um, even outside of Marshawn. Um, if the Raiders do take it back, I, I definitely hope that it's going to be a, a late round guy or another undrafted free agent, especially just based on McKenzie's track record there. Um, just a couple names for for me to throw out real quick. I, I put together a uh, an article on on Just Blog Baby uh, that went live this morning where I looked at size and athletic thresholds of McKenzie's draft history, and I tried to use that to find guys that in this draft class that that kind of fit the mold at each position. And at running back, there was one running back that checked every single box based on McKenzie's draft history of running backs, and that's Jeremy McNichols from Boise State. Um, Only thing that he did not pass on was that he's an underclassman. Um, 37 out of McKenzie's 41 picks have been seniors. Um, McNichols is an underclassman, but he played three years at at Boise State, so that does carry some weight. And then the other one um, was Chris Carson out of Oklahoma State. So those guys, size, speed-wise, fit. Uh, what I found based on McKenzie's draft history. So those are some names to, to watch, um, I think. Uh, but let's uh, let's move on to uh, to wide receiver. Um, 
Ryan, yes or no, are the Raiders going to be drafting a receiver? And if so, name uh, a couple players to consider in, in, in what round you think they might go in. Um, again, I think, uh, I think Seth Roberts is kind of the name that always comes up as far as, as far as, you know, when, whenever you look at the position and, and perhaps a place to kind of get better, um, really, really frustrating player at times, but he has come up clutch as well. Um, I think Derek Carr's got a really good, you know, connection with him, uh, for better, or for worse. So I think that kind of, you know, might give McKenzie a little bit of pause, but again, I'm of the mind that McKenzie's looking to target the best player available, um, you know, regardless of round, regardless of position. So, um, I would like to say yes, um, that, you know, wide receiver, you know, ends up slipping a little bit, um, you know, McKenzie would end up pouncing on him again, definitely, certainly not a, a quote unquote need compared to, you know, a handful of other, of other positions out here. But if you can get a, if you can get a player, specifically someone to, to kind of run with Seth, um, in, in the slot, kind of, kind of compete there. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, um, Taewon Taylor out, out of Western Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's a name that you, you're going to hear a lot. For me, one, one of my personal favorites is uh, is Ryan uh, Switzer out of uh, out of North Carolina. Kind of a smaller smaller uh, slot wide out. Again, he's going to get you know he's going to get Wes Welker comps and Amendola comps, et cetera, et cetera. But just all the really, white guys. really all any single white wide receiver is, is always <laughs> going to be is always going to be comp too. But just a really really good set of hands um, and really really physical for 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 obviously like a, a five eight five five nine wide out. Gritty. Gritty is the word you're looking for. Gritty, gritty. You know, always. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's always in his playbook. Yeah, uh, Eddie, um, wide receiver. Are the Raiders going to be taking a wide receiver um, in any of the rounds? I think they might. I, uh, you know, I think uh, I kind of agree with Ryan a little bit. It might be an undrafted guy, but I could see the one taking uh, mid round. Real quick, a funny Switzer story. Um, we did a listener mock draft on moving the chains last Friday. Um, had you know each each team represented by a different fan. The dude picking for the Ravens at 16 picked Ryan. Now, usually we don't get Ooh. crazy, crazy picks. Usually guys oh, are pretty, pretty in the ballpark. The guy at 16 picked Ryan Switzer for the Ravens. <laughs> oh, boy. He's got to be like a Ravens slash North Carolina fan, right? He has to be. Yeah. Right? It's got to be he, like I, his brother. Yeah, I think he kind of <laughs> was, was, was familiar with Switzer's family. But the wrath of Twitter came down on him pretty hard. Oh, man. Um, I can it was it was pretty wild. The guys I like, one of the guys that we just had on that really impressed me was Chris Godwin from Penn State. Yeah, he's one of my he's, favorites. That's the boy. Yeah, yep. he, he was po- he was polished, you know, speaking. I think he's got the size at six one. And then a guy, another guy that I mentioned on this on the podcast before, Josh Reynolds from Texas A and M. I think he's a guy that could be another Andre Holmes, but better. A bigger Absolutely. red zone tar- a bigger red zone target. He's got six, almost six three. Um, and size like that. So I think those are two guys. I don't think you'll see a wide receiver in the first five rounds. Um, but if you could, you know, wait till the undrafted type of guys, uh, maybe Travis Rudolph from Florida State or guys like that um, later on if he doesn't pick. And there's one other guy, too, that um, I don't know how you say his first name. Morier Strongfellow? Oh, Shrinkfellow uh, from Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's another guy, he's another guy on my radar. Yep, I, he's another guy that had some off-the-field stuff. But, it, yeah, it's very talented. Yeah, those guys are always intriguing. I mean, he was a big time recruit um, that that didn't pan out as, as as he had hoped there at Mississippi State. So someone like that would be interesting. Um, my favorite token white guy in the draft is uh, is Chad Hansen, actually from Cal. I think he's got the best the best seat, uh, size and speed combo. He's like six two two ten. Um, about an average to above average athlete in some categories, but he did very very well in the three cone. Pro football so. focus uh, when they do their when they do their scouting reports. If, if anyone you know is, is into the pro football focus, takes their word for 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 for, for you know 
as the as, as the bond. word so to speak yeah as bond uh man they at the end of their scouting report man again really really intriguing their their pro player comparison for chad hansen was demarius thomas which i thought was, oh, was, was a little really? bit interesting was that's, a little bit interesting that's not right that's um so again right. i don't know again they have a little blurb about it there but man i, I remember scrolling through i'm like ah oh, that's not that's not the name that i would <laughs> that i would have <laughs> no, picked that's... out there but um it's, it's very very interesting regardless um okay well I mean, I like him. Um, and then the the second one that I that I jumped out at me based on that that same article I referred to was uh, Robert Davis from Georgia State, small school guy, but size and speed guy. I think he could be Athletic someone that the Raiders yeah. can look at. Yeah, in like the seventh round, UDFA kind of type. Um, same question for for tight end position. So Eddie, yes or no? Do you see the Raiders drafting a tight end? If so, what round and and who you got? I don't think so. I really don't think this is a need for this football team. Um, they got obviously signed Jared Cook. Now I don't expect Jared Cook to come in and be a world saver. Um, you know, I still worry about him dropping passes. Uh, but I think he he could bring a different element to this team. They got Clive Wolford. You know, obviously he hasn't been the same since the injury, but you know he's still a young player that can grow. And they still got Lee Smith, who could be a you know that guy that's really going to come in and block, and he'll come back from that injury. Um, so I really don't think this team is going to target. Um, a tight end in the drafts, even though this draft is absolutely loaded with tight ends. I think, mm-hmm. to be honest, guys, I don't know if you guys agree. I mean, obviously, OJ and Joku, I think Evan Ingram is going to sneak into the first round. Um, that's my boy. A guy that's, yep, that's a, a guy that's not really a tight end. He's basically a wide receiver. So I think three tight ends in round one. Um, there's tons of talent. I just don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a need for this football team. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, an elite tight end could make this offense elite, absolutely. But um, you know, I I don't see tight end being in play here. Um, Gabe Holmes is is a player that I know Reggie McKenzie for whatever reason is is a big fan of. Um, just signed him to his exclusive rights tender, so this will be the third season in a row. Gabe Holmes is going to get a shot here. Um, so between the three tight ends that you mentioned in Holmes, that's four. Um, so I just don't see another player being brought into the mix. Um, Ryan, do you have? Uh, and agree, are you in agreement there, or, or is like Evan Ingram the one guy you'd make an <laughs> exception for? What, what do you feel about that? No, I think, I mean, again, I think if a player, you know, depending, again, how, however Reggie values these guys, but I think if someone like Ingram is high on their board and he ends up slipping, I think there's definitely going to be at least, uh, you know, some sort of debate in, 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 the, in, in the war room, you know, where this, this guy got to come off the board right here. Um, I think you always find room for talent, uh, but I, I definitely agree with you guys. Um, I, I just don't think that, you know, it's, it's going to warrant it, at least not early. Um, again, like, like Eddie said, it's, it's a really, really deep class. So you can see some of these really athletic type 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 players, Gerald, Gerald Everett, uh, uh, Kit Smith out of Florida international, whose girlfriend dumped the hot water over him. He's, he's, I think these guys are just, they're, they're, these dudes are j- jumping out of the gym, man. And, uh, what, I think, what was that? What was that story? Bro, I don't know, I man. It was, that. You didn't hear that? It was last year, man. No, yeah. I, I didn't hear that. It was like this, this dude, Johnu Smith, I think his pregnant girlfriend, they were, they were arguing about something. This chick dumped a, like a bucket of boiling water over this dude's head. And he was like knocked oh, out for the rest of the season or some shit. My, it was my crazy. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess, so that aside, um, I think this class is really, really deep, really. It's just filled with athletes, man. I don't think we've seen a class of tight ends. This just, at, just athletically talented, you know what I mean? So there's definitely going to be some value late, but again, um, I imagine some other positions are just going to just obviously, you know, take, take, take precedent over that. So, so offensive line doesn't get, 
talked about as much um, for the draft because it's it's never a sexy pick, but Raider Nation should know better than anyone the importance of a of a dominant offensive line. So let's say let's say Cam Robinson or maybe another tap tap top tackle is uh, is there at 24 whoever you have as your top tackle uh the raiders they could shore up the right side of the line immediately and potentially have a left tackle of the future to replace donald penn so eddie do you think if if this scenario played out do you think this would be reggie uh, mckenzie's ideal scenario um if there was a tackle on the board uh, see I, I don't know if it would be i mean my colleague at sirius xm gil brandt said this quite possibly could be the worst offensive line draft mm-hmm. uh he can remember and yeah, that's saying something because because he see because he's seen a lot i mean he's seen mm-hmm. every draft so yeah. i don't know i really don't <laughs> I, I really don't know if any of these tackles have you know uh, are warranted at 24 i'm gonna go on a record right here boys you could put you could obviously this will be you know for posterity people could be able to hear this i think i think zach banner from usc is going to be the raiders third round pick Ooh. I, I just think that's I, gross I eddie I know. I, listen, I, I just had I, with the Lincoln Kennedy bloodlines. I just think Ugh, you know they're I gonna have a soft know, spot for him. Yeah, I hope not. But I mean, he's a guy. You know, he's not coming in. He's not replacing. He's huge. Kind of, isn't that left tackle? I think he. You know, he's kind of like an Austin Howard type type guy. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just that's my gut instinct. I hope I'm totally wrong, but me too. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on record with that right now. <laughs> Yeah, he he's an Austin Howard type guy. Isn't exactly winning anyone over with that. With that argument <laughs> it's not there. It's not a. It's not a. It's just not a glowing review. <laughs> no, he no, is he is but, big. I'll give him that. But he he was probably the worst athlete at the entire combine for offensive linemen. Yeah, but a lot of people said that. A lot of people said that about Donald Penn. Man, a lot of people said bad body, bad bad footwork. You know what I mean? Like you know, I, I just I don't know. I'm not yeah, saying he's you, you, be, never, he's you never know. Yeah, you never know. I just don't think twenty four. I don't think twenty four. In this draft is the place to get a left tackle. I think they could pass and find a guy later. If not, revisit this next year. Okay, um, Ryan, what do you think? You, uh, you passing uh, at left tackle if it's like Cam Robinson or, or one of the other top guys? Yeah, I mean, g- generally speaking, I don't watch a ton of offensive tackle film. You know, I just don't. I just don't find that enjoyable personally. Um, but I, I, I did end up watching a, a, a good bit of. Uh, Cam uh, Cam Robinson, uh, Duke Garrett Bowles out of out of Utah, who's I think twenty four or twenty five already. So that's kind of the the big knock on him. And uh, and and the dude from Wisconsin, Ryan Ramscheck, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Ramscheck. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, Ram. Ram. <laughs> you go. Um, so I think that the knock on him is obviously he just either is having or just had hip surgery. Um, but other than that, I think he was probably um, a, prior to the surgery. I think he was kind of widely regarded as the best tackle in this class. Um, again. Tackle is never ever a sexy pick, uh, but I think Reggie's been on uh, Reggie McKenzie's been on record before saying that obviously he he looks to build in the trenches. Um, again, uh, I would prefer a handful of other names before him, but right now I, I definitely wouldn't be mad at Camp Cam Robinson at twenty four. I think you 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 put him on the right side, right you know off the bat, and and again down the road probably transition him over to the left side whenever Donald Penn walks away. Again, not a sexy pick. Um, probably a little further down the, the list of needs if, if 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 you're going by by that alone. But at the end of the day, I think I think Cam Cam's a good player. Um, so again, I think uh, depending how the how the board falls, I think there's going to be you know but the possibility that he's he's sitting there. So. 
So I found two offensive linemen that match size, speed, arm length, um, three-cone drill, all that stuff that match uh, McKenzie's thresholds for his previous offensive line picks. And those guys were Taylor Moten from Western Michigan and Connor McDermott from UCLA. They checked every single box um, 100%. They're the only two. And then two others that were very close were Will Holden from Vanderbilt and Deion Dawkins from Temple. Um, Dawkins is kind of intriguing to me because some people think he's going to be a guard, and he's played both. And I love we've got yeah. four or five guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got four or five guys that play both guard and tackle. Um, he's a guy that checks Reggie pretty much every single box, and he loves that versatility. So Deion Dawkins is a late round guy. I think wouldn't be we, surprised we, if he called. Dude, um, I'm sorry, bro. I think Deion Dawkins yeah. is going to be a second round pick. Oh, really? Um, really? Da- yeah, Dawkins. Dude, we had this guy on. He literally. Nasty. He is just exact. That is the perfect world. He, he word. He is nasty. He's like me and Reddick when each other, you know, went at each other's throats. I tried to kill him on the field every single day. <laughs> Holy shit! I know, I know, I know. Offensive line coaches that love this guy. I would, I think maybe third round, but this guy is going to be an early draft pick. A lot of teams love him. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I actually hadn't watched him until his name popped up on my research, and I, I put a couple games on. And he was just mauling people, so yeah, that does not awesome. surprise me one bit. I, I've seen. I just saw that. I think CBS or someone had him kind of as a late round guy, but um, so. Good to know on, on that. So let's uh, let's shift gears, go to the defensive side of the ball. So, Eddie, when you were on the podcast last time, we uh, we talked about Malik McDowell. Uh, we haven't talked about him too much in depth since then, but let's just kind of kind of reiterate where uh, what your stance was on M- Malik McDowell, or at least maybe what you've heard. Well, I know Ryan's not going to be uh, a big fan of my. <laughs> yeah, my, we've, my, had, my we've had we've <laughs> had we've had a conversation or two before. I just from from guys that I trust, um, I'm Malik Dow, and guys that I talk to, whether it's at the combine or the owners meetings, Malik McDowell, whether while talented, is not a guy that you really want on a young football team, you know, on the cusp of greatness. I just think this guy has too much work to do, on the field and off the field. He doesn't work hard when he plays. When he does want to play. Yeah, he's special, and he could do different things. And not to mention, guys, I think, and people have said this to me too, they think his position at the next level is going to be defensive end. So, I mean, are we really going to take a guy, yeah, we want that interior pressure. Yeah, he can kick down and get inside as well. Mm -hmm. I just don't think another defensive lineman that might not love football that much at 24, I just think it's a risky pick. I really do. Mm -hmm. I just don't think, you know, if he he turns out to be uh, a really good interior guy or an average guy, great. If he turns out to be Robert Condici, you know, who right. doesn't get it after trouble. his first year, you know what I mean? What if he gets it in year three? Then you have him and Jihad Ward on this line, whether he takes the next step. And you just keep on getting these guys that, yeah, have talent, but maybe don't have the motor or stuff like that. I just I just think, you know, from what I've heard, not a lot of people are fans of this guy's ability to, you know, put his heart and soul into the game. Uh, Ryan, so are you uh, are you just a proponent of of just taking the best talent available that that's there at twenty four, and and that's probably why you, you would lean towards taking McDowell. I mean, depending on on how the board shakes out, of course. Yeah, I mean, again, just just off a of tape alone. Again, I I talk to guys like Eddie that are obviously a lot more in in the know as far as you know what's going on behind closed doors, coaching staffs, front offices, et cetera, et cetera. So I take their word very seriously. Um, Eddie's not the first person to kind of allude to these, uh, you know, character type concerns, off the field type concerns um, with someone like Malik McDowell. So just for me, I'm sitting here, just having fun watching tape. For me, he's one of like the top five 
10-ish type players in this class. I think he's super talented. Um, I think uh, Lance Lance Z from from NFL.com, I think he's, he mentioned something in his blurb where his, his ceiling potentially is kind of Mario, uh, Mario Williams-ish, kind of somewhere, somewhere in the round. But you got to complete, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a coin flip. So there's not a lot of certainty there. So you can get Mario Williams or you're getting someone like, like, like Eddie said, you know, Robert Kim, Kim Dietschy, who's just uh, obviously not, not, not at all living up to that first round selection. So again, super, super polarizing for me from, from, from where I sit, um, I'm going pure talent. And I think, I think McDowell definitely checks those boxes, but um, you know, there's a lot more homework that needs to be done kind of behind the scenes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset in that regard if McKenzie, you know, passes based on those kind of character flags either. So. See, see, real quick, real quick before you move on. I, I just, and people are like, well, you know, Jack and the coaching staff can get out of them. Guys, right. you know this. You either love football or you don't. No, that's you're not going to go out there. You're not going to go out there and Jack Del Rio's and be like, hey, we need Light you to work hard. Off, he's gonna right? be, yeah, he's going to yeah. be like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. You either you love it or you don't. I don't think yep. that could be coach. I think that's just inside a guy. And, that, you know, from what, from what I hear, I just don't think it's inside him. Well, I agree with you with your stuff. I, I just, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, and I think I think McKenzie's kind of gone out of his way to really dig down into these into these draft picks into these kids, and I think he he values that. It's kind of it's kind of cliche. I'm sure every GM, every coach values it, but I think Reggie McKenzie's one that that really emphasizes just your passion to essentially eat, sleep, breathe, think everything everything is football with these kids. So I think I think McKenzie's like I said, gone out of his way to really target these kids early. Um, and again, I saw I think given given the information that you know isn't readily available to to a lot of us, I think you know. It's very possible that that McDowell. I think McDowell's either going to go, you know, kind of fifteen to twenty or something like that, or he might not go until like the end of the second round or something like that. Let's let's stick with the D line here and and, uh, and focus on the first three rounds, um, defensive end or defensive tackle. Eddie, do you have a, a handful of names that uh, that you like for Oakland? Yeah, defensive tackle. I mean, obviously, a guy that I targeted for the second round and possibly third was Caleb Brantley out of Florida. Obviously, that's not the case anymore since he mm-hmm. decides to punch punch, uh, punch women in the face and knock teeth out. Um, so he's going to slide down the boards a little bit. The guy I loved and I mentioned on the pod before is Dalvin Tomlinson out of Alabama. Obviously, Jonathan Allen gets all the, play, the, the praise, but Tomlinson is a guy that, that could be disruptive inside. He's a, a guy that loves football and a guy that is really, really intelligent. So I love Tomlinson, uh, possibly in the third round. There's a couple of guys, too. Jaleel Johnson out of Iowa. Uh, another senior bowl guy that I like a lot. Um, and, and Eddie Bernardos from UCLA are guys that, that could take late. Um, defensive end, you know, there's a couple guys, and one guy in particular, and uh, as you guys might see, the guys that we have on the show I might be a little more, uh, you know, a little more warm to. The guy, <laughs> a little biased. Um, I, yeah, well, obviously you got the big guys that are going to go in top pass of the first round. Two guys that really stand out to me, Jordan Willis from Kansas State. That's, this guy, that's the one. Yeah, this guy is polished, man. This guy is going to come in from day one and really be one of the one of the top, a leader in the football team, a guy that can get on the edge. You know, he's a little bit stiff, but I think he, he can come around that edge. And two, and a guy that I think has a really, really, really big ceiling is Demarcus Walker out of Florida State. Interesting. This guy had 26 sacks the past two seasons. Production's off the charts. He admitted to us that he took plays off. He's like, look, guys, I'll admit it, that I, I took a couple plays off. I wasn't in shape. But when this guy wants to, this guy could be an elite defensive end and obviously doing it at Florida State, uh, one of the top schools. So that guy, you know, he's a third-round grep right now. I think that you have to think long and hard about that guy, and he freaking loves the game. So I think 
Willis and uh, and uh, Demarcus Walker, Far State, two guys that really caught my eye from the defensive end spot. So you'll be pleased to know, actually, Eddie, for the defensive tackles, actually, with uh, some of that research I was doing. Um, Eddie Vanderdose, Dalvin Tomlinson were two of the defensive tackles out of like only three or four that checked every single box for McKenzie's defensive tackles that he's drafted. And there's been there's been a handful, so there's some good sample size there. So nice, they nice. they definitely stand out, and I, I could absolutely see them in in silver and black. Um, same for for Jordan Willis. Um, Ryan, what do you got on the first three rounds for uh, for defensive line? You, you like uh, Jordan Willis quite a bit, right? As early as twenty four. I do, yeah. I think I think for me, Jordan Willis is 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 in play at twenty four overall. To Eddie's point, on on tape, he um he 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 does look stiff at times. Um, and it was really interesting to see him test because he was one of the best uh, athletes, you know, as as far as jumping, forty time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, period. So so completely kind of uh, made you kind of go back and kind of look at the tape in a completely different. Through through a different lens, so I think Willis. Um, it, it won't surprise me if he's even gone before twenty four. I think I, I think his stock is, is 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 really really hot right now. Everything that I that I've been hearing, kind of seeing, reading, all that stuff. So Willis for me um, is definitely the edge that I'm targeting early. A kid that I like mid to late, or excuse me, probably probably rounds three to four. Uh, Trey Trey Hendrickson out of uh, gosh, I want to say it's Florida Atlantic. Um, just uh, just really really good production. Um, you know, probably doesn't have as many, you know, you know, tools as, as, as some of these other early round kids, but just a kid that can just rush the passer. Um, so he's someone that I like kind of in that round four, four or so range. As far as defensive tackle, the only name I'm, I'm going to add, because I'm still kind of a big Jaleel fan myself, probably round three or four. But the only other name I want to add, probably round two or three, is this kid, Larry Ogunjobi. I believe is how you say his last name out of, out of North North Carolina Charlotte, um, kind of uh, kind of in that Sheldon Rankins type type mold. So I think he's going to go a lot earlier than a lot of than a lot of people kind of kind of suspect. I don't think he's a sleeper anymore, but I don't think he's a kid that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, so for me, I think he's he's going to slot right in the middle and, and kind of provide that that interior pressure that that we've been missing for the for the past couple seasons. Okay, uh, one name, one more name I want to throw out there is is. Chris Wormley, who is actually my favorite yeah. of the Michigan defensive lineman, yeah. I, like I like him. him I like him better yep. than Taco. Uh, myself. Dude, I feel so, like um, I feel like there's people are talking about him, and he might go day one as well. Yep. That'd be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Eddie, you got any any sleepers on the on the D line, fifth round, sixth round, anything in that range? One guy that I, I absolutely love is 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 kind of off the beaten path a little bit. He wasn't even a combine invite, but it's Hunter Dimmick from Utah. Okay, this guy is he's six three two sixty eight. We had two offensive linemen come on and tell us that he was the the best, the the, guy, the toughest guy they faced all year last year. A guy Cypress, with an absolutely okay. crazy motor who had the production. He had 14 sacks last year in his, in his, uh, in his senior season. So, you know, I, I think probably in a, maybe a, a sixth, seventh undrafted guy, but a guy that will come in day one and play good on special teams and, and definitely will, will come in like a crazy wild man if he ever played. You got anything, Ryan? No, man, I think, uh, I think, I think we covered it. Okay, I got just just two I want to mention for defensive ends that that kind of popped up on on some of my research was uh, Deshaun Hall from Texas A and M and Dietrich Wise um, out of Arkansas. Looks like most most uh, draft outlets have those guys slotted somewhere around the fifth or so round. Um, they both checked every single box that McKenzie has for defensive ends. So two guys that uh, that I wouldn't be surprised you know seeing seeing get drafted. So let's uh, let's move over to. The linebacker position, though. Everyone uh, wants a linebacker, man. <laughs> specifically, yep, the inside linebacker. That's all the rage right now. So rank these players for me. Um, Ryan, you can go first. So Gerard Davis, Zach Cunningham, Raekwon McMillan. How would you rank those three? I got I got Raekwon, I got Zach, and I got Davis in that order for me. Wow. Two, three. Wow. Okay. 
Eddie, what do you got? No Davis got love, t- man. <laughs> I got Reuben Foster, Reuben Foster, Reuben Foster. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Uh, I actually um, go the I actually go the complete opposite. I go uh, Jared Davis, uh, Zach Cunningham, and Raekwon McMillan. You know that's funny because I think I'm going to take the third direction. I'm going to go Raekwon one, uh, Davis let's... two, and Cunningham three. <laughs> so we got we got three different answers here. All little, different flavors. A little bit of diversity. Um, let's talk about Ruben though, real quick. Um, so he's he's had kind of a rough draft process. He's, he's got had the worst draft the, process. The, I think, the right? worst draft process. Yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got the shoulder surgery, the diluted um, the diluted drug test, um, the combine incident where he was sent uh, sent home early. Yeah, I guess his interviews. Yeah, I guess his interviews with t- teams didn't go so hot. So it's it's been a rough go for uh, for our friend Ruben here. Um, Eddie, do you see him falling? And do you see him falling as far as twenty four or possibly later? I don't see him falling past. I don't. I don't see him falling to twenty four. Um, I think he'll fall to the teens. I want to say thirteen to seventeen range. To me, guys, this is the one player in the twenty seventeen NFL draft that if I had to write down that the Raiders absolutely needed to have or, you know, should be the number one guy on their board, it's Ruben Foster. Because, obviously, he fills a need uh, at middle linebacker. He brings the attitude. He brings the playmaking ability that this team... You know, the biggest knock on guys like Zach Cunningham, Raquan McMillan, um, and, and guys like that, and, uh, and Gerard Davis, is when you pick a linebacker in the first round, you want him to be an impact linebacker. You want him to come in and absolutely, you know, Luke Keekley take over the game uh, type, type of guy. And I think Foster is that run-and-hit linebacker. Yeah, he might be a little bit nuts. Yeah, he might <laughs> smoke a little weed. But I just think this guy is exactly, if you had a, a pen out what the Raiders need in the draft, this guy is exactly what they needed. And if he falls to, you know, if the fall is on from 15 to 16, I know it's not, and I know it's hearsay to say Reggie trades up. I know people might get really mad at me because Reggie doesn't do that. But I mean, to me, I think it's a no-brainer to try to try to get up and get this guy. I really think he's a game-changing linebacker. This team desperately needs. Yeah, that was I, I was I was going to ask you that question, Eddie. I know I know in in Reggie's you know pre-draft presser, he said, yeah, you know we have I have no problem jumping up and and, and grabbing <laughs> these guys when when everything else he said or done in the past is completely you know opposite of that. So I again, me me personally, just sitting here and watching and listening to what this guy says, I don't believe any of that. So I, I don't know I don't know what what your spin on that is. Do you think there's any sort of you know weight to that at all? Yeah, I mean, look, they wouldn't be doing their due diligence if if a guy fell. You know, to, to 18 and they had an offer and Reggie's like, well, I don't I don't want to give up the pick. I mean, if you think he's that type of player, sure. you give up the pick to go up and get him, regardless if you, you know, you have guys targeted. I just think, I don't know if you guys agree, I mean, put Ruben, Fo- I, I think, honestly, and we probably said this about Rolando McLean, so, you know, shame on all of us, but I think this guy really was born to play middle linebacker for the Raiders, I think, because he's just the perfect guy. And if he starts to slip a little bit, now if he's there at 24, I think it's the mo- the biggest no brainer there's ever been. They better get the card in like ten. Man, seconds. hypothetically, what if he's there at twenty four and Reggie goes another direction? Man, what the hell happens then? <laughs> I was I was just about to say that because I actually I absolutely can see that happening. I mean, remember what happened with Miles Jack last year? He was kind of the thing. Like if he falls to fourteen, no way the Raiders there's no pass way, on right? Him. Yeah, and they yeah. did. So uh, um, you might see you might see smoke it. you might see smoke coming out of Philadelphia and me starting to like throw stuff around. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and get really, uh, I just think Miles Jack is a little bit different because. I mean, Al Jack was dealing with obviously more dire 
injury me, things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It just on paper, it makes too much sense for this sure. team to pass on a guy like that. All right, so let's say twenty four doesn't happen for a linebacker for whatever reason. Either they're off the board, or or McKenzie decides to wait. Um, Eddie, you have any uh, mid or late round inside linebackers? I mean, they got to find somebody to uh, to plug this hole here. Yeah, I like Anthony Walker out of Northwestern, uh, a guy that, that played play. in Montana, yeah, and kind of, uh, you know, really had the production there too. One guy I like, uh, two guys I like actually, Ben Gideon out of Michigan. Um, I think you know, the problem is the, how many Ben Heenies can you have on the football team, <laughs> uh, that type of thing. And I know Reggie loves him some uh, fourth and fifth round linebackers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ben Ben Gideon, I love. You know, I know he might not get drafted. I love I love Ben Bulware from Clemson. I, I just look at him as another uh, um, Chris Borland type of guy. Uh, Interesting. You know, a, a good a good sideline to sideline guy. But um, you know, those are the type of guy. And then Alex Anzalone too. Uh, from yeah, yeah. Florida, I, I know he's be one of mine. yeah another outside linebacker guy, but you know he's got the injury stuff. You know, would Reggie pull the trigger on another, another linebacker? They got Jelani Jenkins now. I mean, they have guys that are coming off injury. Would you pull the trigger on another injury-prone linebacker coming off some stuff? The guy's talented, no doubt, but I don't know if he'd be able to pull the trigger on another guy like that. Uh, Ryan, so what do you got for uh, for your inside linebackers? No, I mean Eddie. Eddie touched on uh, Walker out of out of out of North, Northwestern. He's you know someone that I would target as early as maybe the third round or something like that. The only name I want to add probably to that list is uh, Blair Brown out of out of Ohio. I think the biggest you know quote unquote knock on him is he's a bit you know smaller in, in, in stature, so probably gonna have maybe some coverage type issues running running with tight ends or whatever like that. But the dude's just really smart, really instinctive, really good. You know coming c- coming downhill, solid tackler, kind of checks every other box that you want out of your linebacker. Just you know you would like him to be maybe like an inch or two taller but um someone that you could probably get in the in the fourth or fifth or, or, or fifth round um it's just another name to throw out there yeah i'm i'm with you on that one actually i think uh when we had uh tyler on the podcast last week our our native new zealander i think he had blair <laughs> brown in his in his top five um yeah so seems seems maybe a little risk for some but he's, he a, he's a great athlete yeah and he he does a lot of things well. Um, kind of, I'm kind of intrigued by by Hardy Nickerson. Maybe just for the NFL pedigree, could just be his name, but it seems like a you know quality athlete um, and, and like a thumper. Um, and I think Reggie McKenzie likes likes those types of linebackers. Uh, so fifth, sixth round, um, you know, he's a guy I could I could definitely see happening. Um, so let's uh, let's move over to the outside outside linebackers. So Ryan, name a couple of guys here that uh, that you like uh, any round, top, bottom of the draft, yeah. wherever. No, so Eddie touched on a dude, dude out of Florida, uh, Anzalone, who obviously has a little bit of, a, of an injury history himself. Um, I think my one of my personal favorites from early, early last year was uh, Jalen Reeves-Mabin out of, out of Tennessee. So he's got the whole Tennessee thing going for him, obviously Reggie, Tennessee, et cetera, et cetera. The biggest thing, of course, is he's got an injury history of his own. I I, I still contend without without the injury that knocked him out last season. He I think we'd be talking about this kid, you know, late day one he's he's really really good I think you're gonna get him probably in the in the fourth round or so so and uh again one of my personal favorites um and then you could probably go to the top of the list of course you know Reddick and 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 Tyus Bowser and stuff like that but I think those 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 kids are gonna be long gone before you know either Oakland's on board at 24 or picking at at 56 so all right what do you got for the outside Eddie yeah like some of the guys Ryan mentioned I think Bowser's a guy that's really 
shot up the boards a lot, and people are really starting to, uh, uh, to like him a lot. I think he can get up for the quarterback. A guy that I think that is going to drop in the draft, and they might be able to get in the third, possibly fourth round, is Ryan Anderson at Alabama. Um, you know, th- this guy had a couple games at Alabama where he absolutely took over the game, one of the games against Clemson he did, um, where he really just re- wreaked havoc off the edge. Um, so I really think that's a guy that might drop because his combine numbers weren't terrific. And they might be able to snatch up in a third round or so, um, but you know I like Bowser um, at that at the spot in the second round and guys like that. I think Bowser actually could be in play even as early as twenty four. Honestly, um, I was looking at him. He checked every single one of the boxes um, on my McKenzie research. And uh, Ted Nguyen, who we've had on the podcast before, JBB staff writer, likened him um, quite a bit to Bruce Irvin during the Seattle days, to where he can be a you know a pure outside linebacker if you need him to, where he can play against the run, drop back in coverage, and, and be used as a situational pass rusher. I think that would be great for Oakland right now in the short term first year or two and, and he's got the athleticism to where you know perhaps in a year or two if Irving gets transitioned out he can you know switch into that full-time pass rusher role if they want him to or they could you know still use him in a variety of ways so he is someone that I think would uh isn't being talked about at 24 for the Raiders and I could definitely see him in play there and then um yeah Reeves Maben as Ryan mentioned and then uh, Markel Lee at a Wake Forest maybe for a mid-late guy as the outside linebacker. Um, so let's talk about the secondary, right? Oh, go ahead. You got something else? No, I was, I was just going to add the, uh, I think another a name that was kind of getting a lot of buzz, maybe, you know, a month or so ago, it's kind of maybe died down a little bit, but Jayon Brown out of, out of UCLA, oh, yeah. I think, I think he's one of the better cover, uh, you know, linebackers. You can probably, you can probably play safety if you wanted to. Um, obviously Oakland's had their issues, long, long standing issues with covering the tight end. So I think, I think Brown would kind of be the, uh, the, the remedy there. And I think you're probably going to get him. you know, fifth round sixth round something like that so another another name to kind of pencil in okay okay um so ryan you've been the most critical of of the secondary of of the bunch here so name Mm -hmm. name a handful of players ranging from the top to the bottom of the draft that you'd like to see oakland uh, oakland take let's let's start with corner yeah, I mean, corner corner for me was, you know, best case scenario was obviously Gary, Gary on Conley. Obviously, after today's news, that completely changed. Um, obviously, Lattimore's going really, really early. Conley's now off the board. A personal favorite of mine who I think should go in the first round, he probably probably doesn't go to, to the top of, of, of the second or so, is a uh, a woozy out of, out of Colorado for me. You know, I think you could play him anywhere. He's really, really good in the slot. He can play outside. Some even want to push him back to, to, to safety. He's a really good blitzer off the edge. Just a really complete, you know, cornerback. Just not 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 a ton of holes in his game. Um, kind of going scrolling, scrolling down the list here a little bit more. Tankersley out of Clemson. Um, probably one of the best resumes, you know. Just really, just a lockdown kid. Had his fair share of, uh, you know, of, of, of turnovers as well. I think the biggest knock on him is probably his age. I think, I want to say he's either just turned 24 or turning 24. Um, so definitely a little a little bit of a concern there. Uh, scrolling a little further down the list, um, uh, Witherspoon, who's a teammate of of, of Woozy out of, out, of, out of Colorado, just a really, really good athlete. Um, kind of some tackling concerns there. Uh, and the other one, I'll keep on scrolling here a little bit, a, a, a name late um, now, I think, um, is... Uh, De- Demonte Kazee out of, out of San Diego State. I think he's been kind of maybe working up the list a little bit more. Maybe maybe as high as a third round, fourth round now. But if you see him in the fifth, I think that's a I think that's a it's a really good value at this point. All right, Eddie, what do you got for cornerbacks? Uh, guys, I don't know about you, but I feel like looking at my cornerback sheet here. It's like going to the supermarket when you're hungry. You want everything. <laughs> you want to grab. You want to grab everything off the list. 
This two is of them, be, man. I want yeah, two of them. Seriously. This is going to be the dynamic of the draft for me. I'll give you five names. I'll give you four names. Gary Conley, Sidney Jones, you have Fabian Moreau, and you have Jordan Lewis from Michigan. Now, these guys are all really, really talented players, mm-hmm. but all have either an injury or off-the-field concerns. Yep. It, it is logical and it is fathomable to think that you could pick off a Sidney Jones in the second round and come back and get Jordan Lewis in the fourth round. And both guys have first-round talent, or vice versa, over mm-hmm. the second round, uh, Fabian Moreau. So I, I just think this draft is so stacked with defensive backs. To take one at 24, if it's not a you know Marshawn Lattimore sure. uh, type of guy, would almost be, you know, I know I've been on the, on, the, on the cornerback bandwagon big time, but the more you think about it, there's so much talent. You know, you got you making a guy like a killer with this one. The guy's almost six three. He fits the mold of that Seattle yeah, DB uh, of guys that that Reggie wants. You can get that guy in the second round. I know for a fact yep. the C- the Seahawks love that kid out of Colorado because mm-hmm. of his size. But you know, I just think you know to kind of come back here. There's so much talent to take a corner at twenty four would almost be a sin because there's there's equal talent in it when where you're picking a fifty six. There's so there's equal talent all over the place. You can get guys. I myself would take Sidney Jones in the second round because I yeah. just think you know, he's going to come off an ACL. Yeah, he might be a little slow in September. He might miss a couple games. This guy was was arguably the number one corner before he got hurt, and you're going to get him. That's you're going to get yeah. him. Yeah, fifty seven picks down. So you know, to to kind of wrap up here, I just think you know, obviously Kevin King and guys like that. Shaquille Griffin, uh, Shaquille Griffin out of, out of uh, Central Florida, mm-hmm. another guy that's rising up the boards. Guys, there's so much talent. To take a corner at 24, which we obviously need, wouldn't be the smartest play. I think you can get one. Take two. Take Like Ryan said, take two. Take one in the second. Take one in the third. Or take one in the second and the fourth, third and fourth. Just take two corners. But I just think at 24, it's not the smart play with so much yeah, talent. That's fair enough. All right, so for cornerbacks, um, they, more so than every other position, had had guys that were just checking boxes based on, on my McKenzie research. So height, weight, speed, arm length, vertical, broad jump, 40, three-cone, all that stuff. There's three cornerbacks that checked every single one of those boxes based on McKenzie's draft history. And it might not look like it because of, of the corner, current cornerbacks that are there, but um, yeah, tall and lengthy cornerbacks is, is the MO. McKenzie's all about that Seattle Green Bay mold there. So the three cornerbacks that checked every single box were Kevin King, Fabian Moreau, and Akello Witherspoon. And then there were three that checked everything except for one box. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, um, good all across the board, except his, his hand size of all things came a little low. And I think that no problem making an exception there. And then Brian Allen from Utah, not a name that is being talked about too much. He was... Great athlete Former, across the board. Uh, yeah, just a, receiver. Yeah, just a, yep, just a, exactly wide receiver convert. He's got some ball skills, just a little bit low on the broad jump. And then Sidney Jones was the other one. Um, the only thing Sidney Jones missed, too, was he was five pounds underweight. Um, he's five pounds less than what DJ Hayden weighed in at the combine. So those are six names that check pretty much every single box across the board. Um, and uh, and definitely guys that I want to see. And I want to see two two cornerbacks get at it as well because outside of Smith and Emerson, you know, carries a mixed bag, and, and it's rough from there. So this team absolutely, in my opinion, needs needs two cornerbacks. Um, so let's move on real quick to the the safeties. Um, so, Eddie, uh, any any of the rounds, uh, who, who do you like? Yeah, as we as we talked about on this pod before, uh, my man crush is Josh Jones from, from, from NC State. I just think this guy... Is your proto- prototypical free safety. Uh, I think you can get him in round two. 
and he'd be a welcome addition. A couple of the guys, obviously, we talk about Ovi um, from from UConn. He's got you know the, the, the freak measurables. Um, I like the fact that you know he brings the wood and, and comes down. Could be a box safety. Could have got. Could be a guy that plays center field. Um, I think he's definitely in play at twenty at twenty four. Sorry, guys. Uh, Buddha Baker. Obviously, we talked about him. Another guy, and uh, a couple other guys that kind of caught my eye uh, as we went through this whole process. Uh, Eddie Jackson from Alabama, uh, from Alabama, who has a little bit of an injury history, but will be good to go. Um, and Tedrick Thompson from Colorado too. Um, again, with the cornerbacks, I think there's so much safety talent in this draft. Um, you know, if you're going to get a game changer at 24, great. Um, we're not going to get Hooker, Adams, any of those guys. But I just think Mel Fonwu, Josh Jones, um, you know, those guys uh, would be okay with me in 24 and maybe even second and third round. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, my my guy at 24 overall for, for a while. One of my one of my guys at 24 overall has been Buddha. So, I mean, if he's there, man, for me, no-brainer. Um, I, th- I think he's going to be there at 24. I'm not sure McKenzie goes that direction. Um, I've heard some talk, you know, of him going in the first. I've heard him slip into day two. Uh, for me, for all all the players that I've watched as, as in the safety class, I think Buddha's at the at the top of the list. Uh, scrolling down a little more, I know Eddie loves Josh Jones. I think my crush um, is, is dude out of Louisiana Tech, Xavier Woods. Um, just a really, really well-rounded player. Um, you know, I've seen him line up at corner a little bit. He can play deep. He thumps around the line. So I think, uh, again, uh, a, a, a lot of a, a ball hawk, too. Um, so for, for me, I, I love Xavier Woods in that three to four round range. Um, scoring a little further down my list here. Um, I, a kid that's kind of in, um, that's kind of in a uh, in a in a Jabril Peppers type mold. Uh, just really, really athletic is this kid, Jonathan Ford, out of out of Auburn. You can play him in the box. Really athletic, sideline to sideline. Um, gives you a little versatility if you want to kick Carl back. You know, you can you you can do a lot of things with with, with Jonathan Ford. So, all right, I've got a couple, just a couple names to throw out there. Um, only one safety checked every single box across the board uh, with with my research, and and I was Ob of course, uh, one of the best athletes that has ever uh, ever graced the combine. So no surprise there. But there were there were two others that were very very close. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins actually out of Miami was extremely close. He every single box he checked except for a forty yard dash, which the threshold was four five flat, and he ran a four five one. So we'll uh, we'll give that we'll give that to him. And then uh, John Johnson out of Boston College, who was just a tad slower on the forty. There's the only guys that I saw that that came close to to check in all those safety boxes. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, to some Twitter, uh, Q and a. So Eddie, uh, this question is from, uh, L Hayes 87 outside of Ruben Foster. Can you see Reggie McKenzie, uh, trading up for any other prospects? And if so, how far? Um, I, I don't think so guys. I mean, I don't know how, how you guys feel. Um, Foster for me would be a guy that you really want to target. Um, if a Malik hooker, or Jamal Adams uh, fall, which I can't see as top 10, top 15, even top 5 of Jamal Adams. Um, those are the types of guys that I would go up for. But, you know, I, I'll i flip it. I almost rather see – I think that moving back and getting a couple more second-round picks is a more logical than trading up. Uh, to me, you know, if it's fake, you know, we're playing Madden here trying to trade up. I trade up for Malik Hooker in a second to get that Ed Reed type of body in here. But I don't think I don't think Reggie pulls the trigger on any trades up unless Foster falls to that fifteen twenty range where he doesn't have to give up a ton. If, you know, if he has to give up a fourth to move up a couple spots, he'll do it. But giving up that two is going to be like taking his uh, firstborn son. 
Um, so one of our staff writers, uh, Gagan Ajla, he wants to know uh, what network you guys prefer for the NFL draft, and I think that's actually a pretty good question. Come on, uh, you guys know what, you guys know what network. I'm just I'm trying to trying <laughs> to give you a low, plug. Little low, low bias in here. I'm trying to give you a plug. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you this before you go, Ryan. You guys, uh, listen, we all we all watch ESPN and NFL Network. I prefer ESPN, but I prefer ESPN. With the volume off while listening to Sirius, <laughs> a similar comment. <laughs> while listening to Sirius XM NFL, uh, obviously I'm biased there, but I, 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 if I had to be completely objective, I'll say I prefer ESPN over NFL Network. Yeah, I, right. I think what for me, you, actually, funny, funny enough, I think every year, I don't know if I do it subconsciously or whatever, but I think I watch it on a different network every year. Like, I, I'll, I'll go NFL Network, then I'll go ESPN. I think I watched it on NFL Network last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if I got ESPN on the on the, uh, on the the television this year. So, All right, all right. So, Eddie, this one's for you. Our, uh, our friends over at Raiders Beat want to know why you look <laughs> for the wrong New York baseball team. Uh, first of all, I blame my I, – I, I probably mentioned this on the show before, but I, I fully blame my father for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I when, when I was growing up, uh, he didn't take me to as many Yankee games as he probably should have. So I ended up going to more Met games with my uncle, and I ended up liking the Mets. Uh, I digress. <laughs> I would have a lot more. I would have a lot more World Series championships right now if my father <laughs> did, did did his part. But obviously, he definitely, <laughs> definitely screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right, so Ryan, this one's for you. So at NorCalP. Uh, wants to know which of these scenarios you prefer: uh, Gerard Davis at twenty-four and Jabril Peppers at fifty-six, or Malik McDowell at twenty-four and Raekwon at fifty-six. Raekwon's my probably my favorite player at fifty-six overall. And uh, again, like I talked about it before, Malik, despite the the off-field talk, man, uh, Malik's one one of my favorite players in this class. So so easy easy choice here. I'm I'm going Malik and Chef Ray. All right, um, let's actually go through some more of these scenarios. I uh, I sent out a. A question from uh, the Twitter page got a lot of responses about these. I thought they were kind of interesting. So this one is from KJ Herm. Um, so you both can answer if you'd like. So Eddie, we'll start with you. So round one, if Hassan Reddick, Gary and Conley, and Cam Robinson are all on the board, um, who are you taking there? I think you take Hassan Reddick. Uh, I just think this guy um, obviously shot up the draft boards. And it goes back to my point of not taking a corner at 24. I know Conley's really talented, um, but I just think you take a guy like Reddick who could be a disruptive, you know, guy coming off the edge at Reddick, Irvin, Mack would be pretty dynamic. Um, and you, you worry about cornerback later. So I take Reddick in that situation. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, Ryan, you taking Reddick there too, or one of the other two? Yeah, Reddick, I think it's a pretty easy choice. Actually, interesting enough, there was uh, Michael Michael Lombardi over at over at Ringer dropped his, I think it was his top 10 or 12 uh, draft prospects this week. Um, 14. And, and, if it's a 14 and and think he he had reddick up there at like seven or something like that and he said his best case scenario for reddick was a von miller type impact player so uh definitely definitely high high really high praise there um yeah it's 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 it's, it's not a bad name to be compared to not, but uh, not yeah as reddick as uh not as much as chad hansen to demarius thomas that's sure new, sure that's Fair my enough. new favorite comp I, my new favorite comp i think <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this one uh, might be a little tougher, I think. So Anik H eighty thirty. So wants to know Gerard Davis, Kevin King, or Malik McDowell. So Ryan, go first on this one. My boy Malik. Go on, Malik. Uh, Eddie, what about you? I will stay true to myself and <laughs> Jared Davis. And if Malik turns out to be an All Pro, I'll Ryan a steak dinner. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go Jared. Jared Davis in that situation. 
you know what? We're going to have three different answers on this one because I'm actually going to go I love Tim that. King. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so Anik's getting a little bit of variety. I just think Gerard <laughs> Davis, I like him. He's a good athlete. He's a thumper, plays hard, great leader, a lot to like. But He gets he's lost, like, man, a lot. Yeah, he's, he gets lost. He gets stuck in traffic. Um, He's got two surgeries, I think, for meniscus. He's mm. got shoulder injury. I mean, that guy was on the injury report every single game during his time in Florida. Uh, so I just have some some serious concerns about him holding up. Honestly, yeah. Um, so that would be my pick there. Um, so let's go with uh, next question from Enorks14. Hassan Reddick, Tredavious White, Gerard Davis. Uh, Eddie, who you got there? That one. Again. I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Tredavious White fan. I know he's polished. Um, I, I like taking him in the second more than 24, but mm-hmm. I'll take Reddick in that situation. I'm, I'm with you on uh, the Tredavious White, actually. I'm not too big a fan. I don't think he's very good at any one thing. He's kind of just decent in a lot of areas um he's kind of a fringe top 75 guy for me actually um so out, out of those three ryan uh are you taking uh i think you're kind of a fan of, of the first two right who are you taking on that i one? love I, yeah i love uh i love uh reddick of course but uh going back to to to, to trey white i think he's going to be a really really good slot corner and i think the name that i've thrown out there a lot for a comp and i know raiders fans probably hate it but i think he's exactly what dj hayden was kind of promised to be um i think trey white's uh... just really really solid uh, <laughs> he can run and scream you know but i think i think trey trey Wright, uh you know really really solid uh, as nick said in kind of all different facets doesn't really stand out in any one particular area but i think the area that he does stand out and he's able to he's able to turn his head and and look for the ball <laughs> and uh it's, it's little things like that for me boys that i just i really really value so okay um all right this one's a tough one um i, I, I think it will be for for well actually maybe not right now you're gonna take so eddie we'll go with you at raider t uh wants to know quincy wilson gerard davis uh shidobi awuze uh at 24 i'll stick with my guy jared davis i just uh i think the guy uh, like you guys say, checks a lot of the boxes. Uh, I would like him to, you know, I don't think he's the best guy covering out of the backfield, but I think he's a, a thumper uh, this team could use. So I'll go Jared Davis. All right, Ryan, you're gonna go with Woozy. That's, that's that's the boy. All right, let's uh, let's go to the next one. You guys are gonna see a theme here with some of these scenarios. I wonder who a lot the, of, uh, the a fan lot of favorite. Gerard Davis, man. Yeah, wonder, what the hell's yeah. going on? I wonder who the fan favorite is for the twenty fourth pick. I don't know how. Who did someone say something about that? Did <coughs> did someone Vic, mock Vic? Vic, Vic yeah, Vic Tafer kind of came out and. Uh, and okay. mentioned Jared Davis. Emily I think Dallas it. I think it was. Second. It was a combo of of Tafer and I think move the sticks. Daniel Jeremiah. I think oh, he was. Okay. Yeah, he was. He was mocking mocking him to Oakland kind of consistently towards the end here. And I think everyone's on on board with his line of thinking because I think he nailed the Carl Joseph pick last year. And I want to say the, the pick the pick before. Uh, I want to say last year, the year prior, he like he's had a pretty decent track record with, with three uh, with, three years in a row. DJ what, what, the Raiders first is that pick, right? right? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So whoever DJ says on draft day, that's who we're taking. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let, let's go to the next one. So inside linebacker focus here: Gerard Davis, TJ Watt, Zach Cunningham. So Eddie, you still sticking with Gerard? Yeah, I'll stick with Gerard there. I think TJ, uh, high high motor guy outside. I'll stick with Gerard. Okay, uh, Ryan, what about you? Are you on the fence with Cunningham and Davis? I- I'm, I'm actually. I, I think. I think I had Cunningham a bit. A bit higher. Um, I think the positions are a bit different. I like. I like Watt more or less off the edge as as much as possible. Like like Eddie said, really really high high motor guy. But um, I think all things equal, there. I'm looking at the players talent wise. I'm gonna go T.J. Watt. 
Okay. Um, so at New York Raider four, um, Hassan Reddick, Ruben Foster, Obi Melifonwu, three Ooh. big names. Ruben Foster. Uh, who wants to go all, first? Ruben Foster all day. I was gonna say, Eddie, those are those are like some of your, <laughs> like that's all your kids right there. <laughs> <laughs> all your children. Yeah, those are heavyweights. Who yeah, you I'll got, Ryan? Uh, man, that that is that is a really tough one, man. Um, I I think I'm probably gonna go Reddick. Um, again, fa- that, uh, Ruben's at 24, man. That's going to be a really, 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 really tough choice. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I think Reddick just the, the way he tested just kind of separates himself a little bit from, you know, uh, a majority of these players. So, okay. So I think Eddie's going to go Ruben on this next one. It's Ruben Foster, Buda Baker, Obi Melifonwu. Is that correct, Eddie? Go and Ruben yeah, again. I'll take it out. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I'll be, uh, you know, not too quick, but Ruben, yeah. Uh, Ryan, what about you? You going with uh, with your other son, Buddha yeah, Baker? Yeah, Buddha, Buddha for me. All right, all right. So let's move into to round two. Um, so we've got from uh, the kid from Villanova, or not really a kid because he's like six eight, <laughs> two hundred ninety pounds. Uh, but I mean, how to say that name, Kip- dude? Yeah, Kapasignan, uh, okay. or Trey White, Owuze, uh, or Adori. This guy treated and gave us four. Uh, okay. So Ryan, what do you what do you got on that bunch? Yeah, I mean, for me again, I'm gonna take Owuze, the kid who I like at twenty four. Okay. Uh, what about you, Eddie? I'm torn. A lot of people like I don't know. You guys tell me what you think, but I don't. I'm not too sure. Adoree Jackson is a ridiculous athlete. I just don't know what uh, if what he does. You know, sometimes he falls off tackling and press man. So I don't know what to take uh, with Adoree. I'll take a woozy there as well. Yeah, I'm taking a woozy actually. Adoree, he's obviously a fantastic athlete. He's a threat with the ball in his hands, but I mean, the Raiders have a kick returner. They have a punt returner. I don't think he's that great of a cornerback. So I'll take a Wuze there. Um, I think, so, uh, I think with, with a I think a lot of people kind of liken him to like an Asante Samuel type player where he's going to, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna bite a lot. He's going to gamble a lot. He's going to come up with his, his, his fair share of plays, but he's going to get beat a lot as well. And we, and, and we, we, we saw that in, in college, man, he, he, Gave up some really, really bad plays. Um, but at the same time, he's had his share of, you know, splashy plays. So I guess it's how you how you how you value that. All right. So Jimmy Seven Slevin. Um it's got Deontay Foreman, Sidney Jones, Malik McDowell. Um so what are you doing on this one, Eddie? I'll take Sidney Jones on this one. Uh I just think this guy's too talented. Uh, you know, he'll come back from the ACL. Even if he misses the first four games or something like that, I think he could possibly get one of the biggest deals if he takes Sidney Jones mm-hmm. uh, in the second round. Okay, what about you, Ryan? I like Malik. I like Malik. All right, <laughs> I'm I'm going Sydney. Um, so uh, let's 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 go on this one. Uh, round two. KJ Herm uh, asks Buda Baker, Zach Cunningham, Tyus Bowser. What do you got, Eddie? I'll take Buda Baker in that one. I think he could be a, a honey badger. Yeah, you know, Tyron Matthew yep. type player, whether he's uh, kicking down the nickel or, or playing safety, I'll take Buddha. I'm taking Tyus Bowser. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Fallonator 007, um, Josh Jones, Sydney Jones. That's an easy choice for Eddie, and, man. Oh, maybe not, though. Well, I know, exactly. Maybe Josh and Sydney. We've got the two Joneses and then Tano <laughs> Kapasignan. So, what, what are you doing, Eddie, on this one? Which, oh, which my, Jones my, are you oh. taking? Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> this is this this actually really interesting because I feel like yeah. this scenario could potentially present itself at fifty six, Eddie. I'll it could. take. You know what? I, I want a replacement for Reggie Nelson. I want that true free safety. I'm taking Josh Jones. Okay. 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 There we go. That was that was a good one. What do you got, Ryan? 
yeah, that, that that is a tough one. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Josh Jones as well. Again, it's it's super super close, of course, but obviously you, you probably give it to the guy that's not coming off an off a off, off an injury. So makes sense. I'm I'm taking Sydney there. Actually, I, his Achilles injury obviously a serious serious injury, but all accounts, I mean, it could be put out there by his camp, of course, but all accounts say that he he'll be good to go. Um, he, he was at worst to me, cornerback number two. Someone I would have loved at the 24th pick. Um, so I don't, you know, I'm confident that uh, that he can come back to what he was. Um, so that would be the pick for me. Um, so, Ryan, I'll ask you this one because this is like probably some of your, a couple of your yeah, guys here. So Rock, our, our boy Rock Thunderpunch, Chidobe uh-huh. Owuze, Curtis thing. Samuel, Raekwon McMillan. Yeah, that's that. That is really tough, man. Again, a woozy kid. I like at twenty four. Curtis Samuel for me is the second best wide wide receiver in this class. He's Percy Harvin all over again, and 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 Raekwon is uh, is again one of my favorite picks at at, at fifty six overall. So that is a hard question. I'm gonna go with Curtis Samuel, man. Um, I just I got something about again. I'm I'm probably on an island. I got something about building this offense and just giving Derek Carr the most weapons. I think you add Curtis Samuel to to, to this team. He's he's going to give you, you know, maybe 75, 80 percent of what kind of Christian McCaffrey's going to give you. Um, you could throw him out of the backfield, throw him in the slot, split him out wide. Uh, he's just a, a, a dynamic playmaker. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to lean Curtis Samuel there. What about you, Eddie? I'll take Raekwon McMillan at that uh, at that uh, between those three guys. Just give me give me give me all the linebackers to uh, stop the run and stop giving up so many freaking points. I'm with you. I'm I'm on I'm on the Raekwon train. One of my one of those favorites uh, in the class for me. Not um, to mention he, not to mention he's named after you know, a guy from Shaolin, my hometown. Yeah, you so got out. Yeah, there you go. Shout <laughs> out Thanks for the kids. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So bad Taco Bell, interesting handle. Um, he's got three safeties for us: Marcus Williams, Justin Evans, Marcus May. So Eddie, go That's first. A tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. What, what about you, Ryan? Uh, man, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna go. Um... I, I think I think May might be the best prospect out of those three, um, but I think he kind of fills that that box type type safety role as well. I, mm-hmm. That's kind that's kind of where I want to play him. So it depends what you're going to do with Carl Joseph there. As such, I think Justin Evans is a, is an interesting kid as well. I think he's kind of catching a little bit of steam uh, leading up to draft day here. I, I I know you're you're big on Marcus Williams, Nick, but uh, I guess I'm, I'm probably going to lean Justin Evans a little bit there. I think he's got a little more versatility, um, whereas I think Marcus Williams is kind of a true deep type 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 safety. Yeah. So. It's just different. Each guy is a little bit different in their role. Marcus May, probably more of the box type. Justin Evans, I think, is the most balanced of, of the three. And then Marcus Williams is that center fielder, rangy cover guy. So I think actually of the three, um, I'm a big Marcus Williams fan. But with that being said, I, I think he fits the best as well as far as what the Raiders need because they can play Carl Joseph in the box and then they can have Marcus Williams go single high when they want to. So that would be my pick there. Um all right, so Odd Sheffy, he's got, uh, I think, a pretty good one. Uh, Jaleel Johnson, Raekwon McMillan, Marcus Williams. Uh, Ryan, go first on this one. Ooh, um, I'm going to go McMillan, Chef Raekwon. Okay. Eddie, you sticking with uh, McMillan on this one, too? No, I'll take Jaleel Johnson on this one. Uh, Ooh, interesting. All right. So Eddie, how do you feel about J- Jaleel's combine? I know he he obviously didn't didn't test as well as some of these other you know no, tackles but, and stuff but, like that. Is that is that a concern for you? I don't think it's a concern. I think uh, you know his production speaks for itself. His tape. I saw him on the, on the field at the Senior Bowl, and he looked the part. So uh, I'll, I'll take a chance with him. 
that's okay. fair enough. Um, so let's run through just a couple uh, potential maybe round three scenarios, and then we'll get this wrapped up. So, uh, Eddie, this one's for you. Jimmy Seven Slevin. He's got another one here he's for back, us. Man. Eddie Jackson. Yeah, he's back. Can't stop Jimmy. <laughs> uh, Eddie Jackson, Rasul Douglas, Tease Tabor. <clears throat> well, like I mentioned before, I think Eddie Jackson's a guy uh, coming from Alabama pedigree, uh, kind of a ball hawk type guy. I like Eddie Jackson. That's mm-hmm. not. Okay. Gotcha. What about you, Ryan? I'm gonna go Tabor, man. I, I I was banging the drum for Tabor as the cornerback one early, early on. His his tape just speaks for itself, man. He's just he's just a shutdown. But um, it's it's really, I mean, whatever he did at Indianapolis and at Florida, as far as running, man, it's just it's it, it definitely raised some flags. Um, so I think I think round three is probably some decent value. So next up, we've got Ian Norks, fourteen, uh, Duke Riley, Montravius Adams, Cooper Cup. Um, Ryan, go first on that one. I'm not sure I got any of these guys in round three, but if I had to, if I had to pick one, um, I, I, I think Cooper Cup's just the best, you know, all things considered, talent-wise. Um, just a, a, a really, really, really good footwork, really good hands. Obviously, the production at Eastern Washington speaks for itself. So, um, again, I'm probably in, a, in a, on, on an island wanting to draft offensive players early. So, uh, but that, okay. that that that'd be my pick. All right, Eddie, what about you? Are you on uh, any of these guys? Yeah, I think if, like what Ryan said, if Cooper's there at that point, I think you, you might have to pull the trigger with a talent like that in third. Uh, but I really like Duke Riley. Um, you know, I liken him a little bit to, to his former teammate, Deion Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fair. Out last year, I made, I made, a big, I made a big impact. So I think a guy like Duke Riley, again, just give me all the linebackers. So I might be <laughs> yeah, I'll take Duke in, in that scenario. I'm not really that high on, on any of the three, so maybe around early in this scenario, but I'll, I'll take Duke of that bunch. Um, we'll go back to you on this one, Eddie. We've got Samaje Perrine, Shaquille Griffin, Anthony Walker Jr. That's a really, really good one. It's three guys that I mentioned uh, at this point. I will go I'll go off the cuff a little bit here, and I'll say the Raiders don't sign Marshawn. I'll take Perrine. Interesting. Uh, okay. I, I think he is a, a beast of a man who can, you know, really give you that power threat. I think uh, I'll go playing yeah. in that situation. That dude's like a, that dude's like a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, w- yeah. What about you, Ryan? <laughs> I like, uh, I like Shaq, uh, Shaq in that scenario. I think he's, uh, I think he tested, uh, actually one of the dudes from PFF, I want to say it was Sam Monson kind of likened him to a discount version of, of Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, just, a just a really kind of a really good recovery speed. Um, obviously, uh, w- one of the better athletes as well, tested out of his mind. Um, so I, th- I think Shaq's going to obviously fill a position in need. Um, and just a just a kind of checks the boxes, uh, you know, jump in and, and, and all that good stuff. So. Okay. All right. We've got one more. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Tano Kapasignan, or Joe Mixon? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, look, if Mixon's there in the third round, I think you no have brainer. to pull it. I think he's a no-brainer, even though I, I love me some Dalvin Tomlinson. But if Mixon's there at that point, I think you pull the trigger and, uh, t- you know, roll with the bunches, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, what about you? Uh, again, um, I'm I'm with Eddie, man. Uh, Mixon's a kid that I'm drafting at 24. Uh, Mixon's a kid that if for whatever reason he slips past the Bengals at 41, at 56, uh, I'm I'm running the card for the stage. I'm driving to Philly, um, picking up Eddie, and we're and we're gonna go hand the card. We're gonna go hand the card in, man. So, <laughs> all right, I'm uh, I'm not taking Mixon. 
at all, regardless of the round. Not on, not on my board. Um, so I'm taking Dalvin Thomason in that one. Um, let's just stay on that topic for just another minute. Uh, Mixon has had some some buzz um, with the Raiders. They brought him in for a visit. Um, they've been linked to him doing some due diligence at least. And, and I think we all know very well that Mark Davis has a very strong zero tolerance, you know, long-standing policy about domestic incidences um so eddie are you are you buying that buzz do you think it's legitimate or do you think it's just maybe some uh, due diligence i think it's more due diligence i think it's it's just like we talked about i mean if a guy falls to a certain point and you have no point you know you, you really can't not pull the trigger on him i think you do i really i, I would put the the chances of him going 24 at less than two percent um i just don't think that the raiders will pull the trigger at that point in the second round, uh, they, they might. I mean, depending on what Marshawn, you know, happens. I have a sneaky suspicion, and I've heard from a couple good sources, that Mixon, you know, if he doesn't get picked in the first, which he probably won't, will be the top pick in the second round, 33 to the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. Interesting. All right. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap this up with some some final predictions here before draft day. We'll just uh, we'll go through and make one pick for uh, for each round. Um, so we'll start with uh, with Ryan actually. So round one, who's your pick? Oof. I'm gonna go Buddha Baker. I'm gonna go my I'm gonna go my guy Buddha. Okay. Um, Eddie, who's your round one pick? I'll pick. Uh, I'll stick with the uh, the trending how it's going the past couple of weeks. I'll pick Jared Davis from Florida. Okay, uh, round two, Ryan. Who you got? I'm gonna go Raekwon. Baekwon, I like it. Uh, Eddie, round two. I will go. Uh, I'm gonna go Akello Witherspoon from Colorado. Dang. Ooh. All right. That's all a right. Pick. Um. Yeah, Ryan. Round three. What you got? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Kello in round three for me. Akello. Okay. Um. Uh, Eddie. Uh, round three. I'm gonna go Dalvin Tomlinson in round three. I like it. I All like right. it. Ryan, kick us off for round four. Uh, the kid, the kid that I was talking about earlier, uh, Trey Hendrickson, off the edge, Florida Atlantic kid. Okay, Eddie, what do you have in uh, in round four for us? Um, I'm gonna go. Hopefully, he's there in round four. I'm gonna go Shaq Griffin uh, from UCF. Get me two cornerbacks here. <laughs> there you go. Got got you two. Um, all right, Ryan, start off round five. I'm not sure he's there, but uh, but if he is, man, again, another kid that I'm I'm running to the stage for, Ryan Switzer, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Okay, Eddie, what you got? I will go with the guy, kid from Florida. We'll we'll go stay with Reggie's. Uh, I want to take a linebacker, maybe a little banged up. I'll go Alex Anzalone from Florida. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, all right. So uh, we got uh, two more two more rounds to go, but three more picks at least. So Ryan, round uh, what are we in round six? Go six. Ahead. Yeah. Again, I don't I don't think he should be there. I think he will be there. I talked about him earlier again. Uh, uh, Aaron Jones. Out of out of UTEP running back, I think despite the Marshawn, if Marshawn signs, if he doesn't sign, regardless, I'm taking I'm taking Aaron Jones. Regardless, okay, Eddie, round six. I think people are going to get scared off, uh, you know, warranted or not by the health concerns. I will go James Conner out of Pitt. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay, Just both go back in the six. All right. <laughs> uh, so the seventh round, the first pick, Ryan. Um, I'm going to go. Uh... Man, it's tough here. I, I like uh, I took I took Raekwon in, in the in in the second again another kid that I talked about. Um, I, I don't think he's gonna be there, but if he is, uh, Jalen Reeves Maben, just depending what that medical's looking like. Another linebacker in that same mold again, uh, Jayon Brown, UCLA kid, outside linebacker. Um, so Jayon Brown is who you're going with. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eddie, what do you have for the first seventh round pick? A guy they brought in for a visit. Uh, I will go Jonathan Ford, safety at Auburn. Mm-hmm. That they uh, take okay. a chance on him late. 
All right, last pick for the Raiders, Ryan. You got. I'm. Uh, I, I know. I know you guys weren't on board earlier as far as uh, drafting a a tight end, but I think um, a kid that I talked about earlier in one of my in one of my mock drafts is uh, Billy Brown out of uh, out of Shepherd, really small school kid, Division two school, I believe. Um, but kind of in that Evan Ingram type role, you know, he's he's kind of built like like a wide receiver, but uh, just a really really tall body, red zone type uh, type of threat as well. So. Okay, last pick of uh, of the draft for the Raiders. Who uh, who are you taking? I'll finally Mr. take. A, I'll finally take an offensive lineman. Give me Adam Bisnawati out of Pittsburgh. Uh, a bigger guy brings a little toughness to the team. Um, backup tackle to, to start. So Adam Bisnawati from Penn, from uh, Pitt to close it out. I like that name. Um, just real quick for you, Eddie. You'll be pleased to know on on my research here with offensive lineman. He was one of a couple of guys that checked every single box for uh, McKenzie's offensive lineman. Jeez, box and athleticism, except for Eddie knows. Broad Eddie jump. knows. Except for Brogup, he was a little low, <laughs> and that was it. So he definitely could be a late round guy to watch. So here, here's a, a quick recap of what we have. Ryan, you took Buda Baker, Raquan McMillan, Akello. Witherspoon, Trey Hendrickson, Ryan Switzer, Aaron Jones, Jayon Brown, Billy Brown. How do you feel about your haul? It's good, man. I think, um, again, I think I would like to probably have a tackle in there somewhere. Um, I just, I, uh, Marshall Newhouse, man, everyone says he's got the leg up on the right tackle competition. That is, that's, that's unfortunate if that's the case, that's man. Um, that's scary. It's April. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, April. it's, it's, it's early. It's early. So I think, uh, I, I like what Eddie did, obviously adding a tackle late in his, in his scenario. So I think for me, the only thing that I'd probably change is hopefully try to, depending how the board falls, maybe try to incorporate or, or target, hopefully Reggie, you know, targets a tackle kind of mid to late. So overall though, okay. definitely, definitely Pretty happy. Good. All right. So Eddie, here's, uh, here's your draft hall. We got, uh, Jared Davis, Akello Witherspoon, Dalvin Tomlinson, Shaq Griffin, Alex Anzalone, James Connor, Jonathan Ford, Adam Biznawadi. How you feel about draft i like it i think uh i think you address a lot of the needs on defense um sprinkling a power back and, and, and a tackle but i think you really plug some holes with a couple cornerbacks you get some safety help and you get definitely some linebacker help i think that that plugs the holes i mean you, you guys know i mean that's that's where they need the infusion of talent is on defense and then obviously dalvin tomlinson too another good disruptor in the middle so that plays out i'll be uh i'll be happy camper all right i am going actually just as uh as the decider here is whose draft I like the best. I'm deciding <laughs> with, with Eddie. I'm, I'm taking Eddie's draft, actually. I think Woo-hoo. he did a pretty good job. You got to be a good host, man. I understand. It's how it is. <laughs> you know, going, going with our guest here. He, he, he plugged all the holes. He's got, he got Dalvin Robinson like to, to, like to plug plug the middle. That's a big need. He grabbed two mm-hmm. corners, what you like. He got the safety. Um, grabbed the tackle late. So i uh going with, uh, with Eddie's draft here. Sign him up. All right, folks. I like um, it. Think that that'll do it. I that'll think for this it. week's episode, we uh, we got the draft in in two days, forty eight hours. Um, you think you guys are gonna make it? Because I don't know if I'm gonna make it. It's the, close. The hey, takes are starting be... to become unbearable. <laughs> it, it, every every off season, man, it's that it's that point right where it's like the same information gets regurgitated, and uh, and it's just, and then we get kind of this obviously wacky stuff that happens like with 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 Conley and all that stuff so it's it, I think I think Eddie you might you might have tweeted about it maybe a day or three ago where you just said what you've been hearing is it's going to be one of the more unpredictable I think we say that every year but I think in this this year I think it's it's really really I don't know I don't know what the hell is going to happen so I think I think all of us as a, uh, as a society should just shut Twitter off for 24 hours <laughs> reboot reboot it back on Thursday with a clean slate and uh, now it's it's going to be exciting like you like I said the first round, I feel like, is always uh, a lot of craziness happens, but it's it's going to be exciting. Philly's going to be popping for sure. 
Yeah, awesome. it's going to be a good time. So have fun uh, out there, Eddie. I'm sure we'll be checking back with you sometime shortly after the draft to uh, to recap if, you, if, you know, if you'd know if you like to come back on. We'll definitely have you. So that'll uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Make sure to follow Mr. Uh, Eddie Borsilli. Eddie, you want to plug your uh, your Twitter and your show real quick? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, at Borsilli, B-O-R-S-I-L-L-I. And uh, Moving the Chains, Sirius XM, NFL Radio, Channel 88. We'll have every pick of every round. Channel 88 on SiriusXM, so make sure uh, you watch on ESPN or Network, but listen to us. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, on <laughs> Stitcher, on Google Play, and that's it. That's uh, drop it. a review if you enjoyed the show. We appreciate it, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Appreciate it, man. Eddie, thanks for stopping by, brother. That was great. No, no problem, guys. That was a lot of fun.